You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. The Spirit of God put a question in my heart and said, Have you ever wondered how the children of Israel, in spite of all the wonders God had shown them, 10 awesome signs culminating in the serial jump and pass killing of the firstborn sons? I mean, you wake up in the morning and just as the Word of God has said, just as the Word of Moses has said, all the firstborn sons of the children of Egypt dead. And then in the same moment, you go to grieving parents, grieving and mourning parents, and ask them for their treasures, and they dig, they go into where they hid it, bring out and give you and say to you, bye-bye, after 430 years. It happened, and you were witness to it, praise the Lord. Then after all of that, you still would not believe the next thing God says. I mean, I think we can even just stop and hear from everybody. How could such a thing be? Have you ever thought about it? Because to many of us, which is, you know, why we're looking at it, to many of us, you just need one sign, something to happen, so you believe God. But these people saw ten, and they were partakers of it. They, like we said on Sunday, they had the gold of Egypt with them. Some of them had the gas suits, had the, you know, the special hats the man used to wear. Even that shoe that they always were envying, they collected it, they had it with them. And yet at the Red Sea, you know what they said? They said, Moses, you should have allowed us to die in Egypt. What can we tell God to add to help people to believe him? That's what we're looking at. It's not really, and it's not something that we just want it to be that the pastor said, or no. I want you to process, what will it take for me to believe God? Or what should God have done? What should God have added so that the people of Israel will believe him? And you notice, even after they crossed the Red Sea, as they journeyed in the wilderness, the Bible tells us, and the Lord tested them. What was he testing them for? He was still testing them to see if these people finally had come to have faith in him. That's what he kept looking for. And unfortunately, by the New Testament, we are told that, yes, they went through the cloud, they were baptized in the Red Sea, they ate the miracle loaves, but with most of them, God was not what? Pleased. And their bodies fell in the wilderness. Because the Bible also tells us in Hebrews 11 where we are looking at, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So I need faith. I don't know about, I, need, I want to be sure I'm a person of faith. Praise the Lord. And my prayer is that we become a people of faith. In the name of Jesus. That we become a church of people who believe God. Whom God is pleased with. How do we get there? How do we get there? One of the ways we get there is by asking. The disciples said to Jesus, Master, what? Increase our faith. Because this thing you're saying ah, is a tough one. And it's important we look at these things and then look at the word of God and break down stereotypes. The Bible says, when the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of what? Strongholds and casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of Christ. There are so many things that are common in Christendom 
that are things that are actually shielding Christ. So instead of faith, you know what people have come to believe? Success. So when somebody is successful, he's judged a person of faith. Who can be as successful as the children of Israel, the Red Sea? Who could have been as successful? The Bible says there was none feeble. They had wealth. They had deliverance. They had everything. And yet before the Red Sea, they had no faith. So how could it be? How could it be? I pray the Lord will help us. Amen. I pray the Lord will help us. So we actually go back to, we read the same passage we read before. You know, we refer to Matthew 4, 4. Or I just read from verse 1 to give you the background. It says, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the Son of God, command that the stones become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And we try to establish on Sunday that until you and I begin to find the word of God, more necessary, like the prophet said, than my basic food, until we begin to find it that attractive, that valuable, you're hungry, very hungry. And then there is the word on one side and there is food that can quench your hunger on the other side. You say, no, I need the word of God. Until you find it, then we are still um, not getting it right. Because Jesus made it clear here. He said, man shall not live. It means bread is not enough. But the word of God is essential. Praise the Lord. It's something that you and I need to, you know, meditate upon. And why is that so? Like what's so referred on son In Genesis chapter 1, it says, God by his word. In the beginning, God created the heavens. God said, let there be. So even the bread that I want to eat to sustain myself is a produce of the word. Are you with me? It's the word that still, you know, brought it to be. So if the word brought the bread and I have access to the word, who doesn't want to cut off the middle man? Isn't that a smart thing to do? So the Bible begins to tell us, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. We sang this song here when we're singing, uh, Jesus, oh Jesus, your presence is heaven. I mean, it implied he's everything, isn't it? If he's everything, is he now not more than one thing? So if the Word is him, if he is the Word of God, and the word became flesh, isn't it? So Jesus is the word. So if Jesus is the word, is he now not bigger and greater and more valuable to me than any other thing? Praise God. Isn't that what it should be? Now, what it does, what that means, or what we are agreeing to now, is that in every situation, when the word of God is put on the balance on one side, and a circumstance is put on the balance on the other side, it should be, a no-brainer, no consideration to check the one you choose. That's the beginning of getting faith. It's not, ah, ah, do you know what is involved? You don't know what is involved. Praise God. And that's where we begin to see the attitude and the understanding of men, uh, well, no, not even men, boys like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, where they say to the king, king, concerning this matter, it might seem a serious matter with you. But for us, we won't even discuss it because we know on which side to lean on. And the side we're going to lean on is to do what? To not bow down to idols because the first commandment says you shall what? 
have no other gods before me. Simple. So we're not even going to say, let's go back and think about it. No. And what that translates for you and I is this. You might be in a situation where there's a temptation to go against something that you know clearly is not the word of God. But what that situation implies might be grievous to you. The truth is this, until it's of no consideration to you, if you tell a little lie, if you compromise a little, then you will gain this. Until you come to know that there is no point for consideration, there is no let me come back tomorrow, then faith hasn't begun to be birthed. Are you with me? It might sound a bit uh, this thing because many times these things come, but we grab them and they become strength and they become healing and they become a fragrance to us. I would like to read that Numbers 14 again because I don't know if we you know, did looked at it with good emphasis on Sunday as well, but we'll just touch it as we go. Numbers 14 verse... Um, okay, Moses interceded with God for the people because God was angry and wanted when they refused to enter the promised land, they said the giants were there and that before them... They comparing them with the giants. The giants were giants, but they were like what? Grasshoppers, so that they are not well able. In fact, let them now take a match. Let them fight the battles going back to Egypt instead of going forward. And Moses pleaded with the Lord, and verse 20 was the Lord's response. I'd like us to read it together. If you have your Bibles, please. If you don't have, you can read from the screen. Then the Lord said, I pardoned according to your word, but truly as I live. It says what? All the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Why? He said, because all these men who have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have put me to the test now these ten times and have not heeded my voice. Now, let's stop here. You see what God is saying here? God is saying, the reason they saw my glory the reason they saw my signs, the reason I did all the things I did in the wilderness was so that they can begin to heed my voice. But it says, after all of that, unfortunately, unquote, it's as though God has failed. So let me find a group. So it says, they have not up to this. And on Sunday we said, in the ten times they tested him, was he not faithful? Didn't he come through? So why will you test something and it works? And then the next step you refuse. He doesn't add up. May the Lord help us. I pray that someone is praying in his heart as we are hearing this. It's not an academic thing. Praise God. Then the Lord went on and says, They certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. 24 now says, But my servant Caleb, what did he have? He said, Because he has a difference, is a spirit thing. Because he has a different spirit in him. Praise God. The spirit of faith. He has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully. He says, I will bring into the land where he went and his descendants. May that be your testimony and our testimony as a people in Jesus' name. That the Lord will find us with a different spirit. Praise the Lord. A different spirit. Completely different. Not fitting in. Not fitting in. Not, not, not aligning. So we, we, we have this, and the Bible now begins to say, 2 Corinthians 5, 6, and 7. It says, for we work by faith, not by sight. 6, says, six and 7, put 6. 6 and 7, please. 
He said, we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are what? Absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, we made a statement on Sunday, which will help us as we go on to tonight. Just still leave that on the screen. We, we said from Hebrews 3 that we read, verse 2 says, By the elders obtained a good testimony, a good report. And then 3 now went on and says, By faith we do what? Understand. Understand. Now, understanding is knowing the components, knowing the way the thing works, knowing what undergets it. So, understanding is the foundation. Praise the Lord. So, the Bible says, by faith we understand that the world which we see did not come from what is visible. So, faith in God should give me an understanding of how things work, not necessarily the output. What is under? Praise the Lord. I give you a simple illustration now. We, if we're doing a drama, okay, if we're doing a drama, you've seen all those dramas where they do it. I don't know if they still do such drama. But they will make a wooden knife and paint it silver, okay? And it looks sharp. In the drama, somebody's supposed to use the knife and cut me. Because I know that that knife is wood. Eh? I was party to do it. I painted it. So... Are you getting, you see, you're laughing now. So when he comes on stage and you're looking at him, you say, I see the way they, they're, they're trying to strike him, they're trying to strike him. Because I understand that it's not steel, it is wood. You know the way you're laughing? I wouldn't laugh out in the drama. But inside of my heart, what would I do? I'll be laughing because I know something. You see, faith gives you a knowledge of something. Are you with me? It gives you a knowledge of how this thing works and how it was created, and how it was planned, and how it will wrap up. So when the Bible begins to say, we do not walk by faith, not, we do not walk by sight, but by faith, it's saying that we know many things beyond what is seen. Praise the Lord. Like every human group, you know, have, most people have believed, that this world is only a stage. One of the things that faith teaches you is that the God who created this world has another world. And like we try to remind ourselves on Sunday, I was telling us that the sun was 7,000 times bigger than the earth. I was wrong. It was 1.2 million times or so. But even the 7,000 still hasn't entered my head. When I think about it, I get dizzy. The sun is 1.2 million times bigger than the earth. And we have over how many billion suns in our own galaxy? And they are... Leave matter. <laughs> I understand it. Now, th these are things science is finding out now. But before, long in Genesis, God has said to Abraham, our father, he has said to Abraham, if you can count the stars of the heaven, he says, so shall your descendant. What technology did they have then to know the number of stars that there are? If not, that was the one who made it that spoke. And up to today, they are finding more. In fact, you know what happens is this. This one they are telling us is the one the equipments can count. When they improve on the equipment, they will see more. Because the God we serve is a mighty God. I understand. So these are things you understand by faith. Faith has more. Faith sees that there is more to this life. That's why the Apostle Paul can say, for me, to die is gain. You see, for people who don't have faith, they say, no more, no more, no, 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 no. no. Someone who has faith, how about, who will, if I tell you, if I come to your office now and say, you're, we're going to transfer, we need a VIO office in the uh, in, uh, United Nations. Will this church start mourning? Eh? 
you're being transferred to uh, Geneva, or maybe the one in New York, as the VIO representative. You see, we know that there is VIO here, and there is what? Simple. So you're moving from this one here, and we know that there, there is no Boko Haram. No full enhancement. And there is no minimum wage. <laughs> Do you understand? Are we going? But when you don't know, you will mourn. When you don't know, you will struggle. But when you know, faith gives us the accurate view of God. Faith gives us the full dimensions of God's world. Sight tells us it's only what we see. Are you with me? But faith allows God to draw how big his plan for our life is. That's why a person of faith will not fight. David was there and his, uh, um, it was Abishai, I believe. Abishai that said, let me strike this man just once. I will not miss it. Eh? I won't miss it. Just once he'll be dead and then you take the, king, the, 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 the kingdom. Now, David had to be a man of faith because, you see, he had heard God say, you will be king. But as long as Saul was alive, David could not be king. Are you with me? And then it's not as if Saul is alive, allowing David to live. Saul didn't believe in live and let live. He believed in live and kill. So David had to know that God was able to keep him from Saul's sword, and then keep him alive, and then somehow Saul would die. And then he'll take, you see, this is what faith, faith is understanding. He says, by faith, what happens? We understand. Say to yourself, I will get understanding. Faith is for understanding. Faith is not a thrill. Faith is not to excite you. Many times, it's good to get excited in church. It's good to be, you know, shout and wow and all of that. But the real act of faith don't come from shouting. Experience would have told you that. After a service and everybody's shouting, it's not, that's not when faith, faith is when somebody says, aha, ah, okay. Because the thing that will bring the result of faith to you is not going to come by shouting, it's going to come by obedience. And the moment of obedience is not going to be a moment of shouting. It's going to be a moment of consideration. And you check, you check A, B, C, D, like the Hebrew boys, you say, well, <laughs> I think this is the faith thing to do. And you take a stand. That's how it happens. So faith brings understanding. In fact, I wrote something here. It says faith doesn't change every circumstance. Mm -mm. The scriptures will show that to us. But it says rather by faith, God is seen. God is revealed. God is known to be at work in every circumstance. Are you with me? Faith doesn't change every circumstance. Rather, by faith, God is seen, God is revealed, God is known to be at work in every circumstance. Then because we know him to be at work, you know what's going to happen? It's a flow. He will be trusted. Are you with me? He'll be trusted. And then when he's trusted, you know what is going to happen? He'll be obeyed. And when he's obeyed, then there'll be a manifestation in his time. That's what confuses us. Because, you see, you read the Bible. Joseph was mentioned... Uh, Moses was mentioned. These were people of faith. You know how much faith he would have had when he killed that first uh, Egyptian, hoping that deliverance is going to begin. And then the next day, he comes to now gather his brethren, and they say, you, is it because we've not reported you? Wait, wait and see now. Pharaoh police will come and catch you. Moses would have been wondering, what's going on here? What's going on? I mean, I, I, I'm a deliverer, not a criminal. You understand? And then he ran away. One year passed, two years. How many people here up to 40 years? 
you know what 40 years is? 40 years. And he did not become a... He was still sensitive to the God of his fathers. Do you understand what I'm saying? 40 years. And then when that time came, God still brought to pass what he had had in mind before. The Bible says, by faith, Moses forsook Egypt. Did he forsake it to run? No, he forsook it to bring his people out. But God was orchestrating the second, and time was passing. Let me tell you another thing faith does. Faith has no wristwatch. You know, somebody has made you feel bad that you didn't receive what you believe. And you're wondering, what happened to my faith? You're wondering, ah, it's as if I don't have faith again. Ah. Let me show you a scripture. It's in uh, Acts of the Apostles, where they were telling us about um, Stephen's uh, sermon or message. Praise the Lord, somebody. Acts 7 from verse 1. Let, let me read from verse 1. It says, then the high priest said, are this thing so? And he said, brethren and father, this Stephen responding, listen. He said, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he dwelt in Haran, and said to him, get out of your country and from your relatives and come to a land that I will show you. Then he came out of the land of Chaldeans and dwelt in Haran. From there, when his father was dead, he moved him to this land in which he now dwelt. Now look at verse 5. Everybody read verse 5. And God gave him no inheritance in it, not even enough to set his foot on. Stop there now. Now, this land, verse 4 says, that is the land you're currently what? Dwelling in. That's the land of promise. But the person they gave the promise, God didn't even give him a square foot. That's enough to place his feet on. Are you with me? Now, read the next line. You see something there? The next part of that passage. And it says, but even when Abraham had no child, note now, even when Abraham had no child, what happened? He said, God promised to give it to him for a word and to his descendant. How can God, you didn't give me the land. You have not given me children. And you're promising to my children. I beg, I don't tire for this, you are you? Do you understand what I'm saying? If at that time, Abraham had 12 sons. And God was saying, I won't give you any land here, but it's for your descendants. We can understand. He didn't have children. He didn't have the land. You know all he had? He had the word of God. But you and I are witnesses that that word has come to pass today. Faith, I don't know what, is something else. So somebody might be here and the word has been spoken to him or her. And it's as though you can't even hold it from anywhere. It's not the land. The land you don't have. The children you don't have. And they say, this land I'm giving to you and your descendants. The two that you need is not there. But you have the word. Praise the Lord. Can I tell you something? Next time the devil tells you you don't have anything, ask him what's sustaining the sun. On which pillar is the sun hanging? It's hanging on the word. That's why we went back to Genesis. From Genesis, we see that God needs no support for his creation. The same way when he makes a promise, he needs no support. God promises something. He starts calculating, okay, uh, God wants to do A, B, C, D with me. Well, I can see D, I can see C. Uh, we just need A and D to add. God must bring it to pass. No. When God makes a promise to you and there's A, B, C, D, you know what you'll be having? You'll be having Q, uh, Y, <laughs> Z. <That's laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? God's promise hangs on God's word. It hangs on his ability. It says, I am the Lord. 
Moses asked him, who will I say? What, who are your associates? What can we, can, who, what do we use to describe it? He said, I am. There is nothing to refer, there is nothing to commend me. You know, part of what happens is this. Because we don't know the extent of the greatness of our God, as men, we want to commend God. So we are excited. There's nothing wrong with that. But you see, the Spirit of God has dealt with that with me now. Many of us might, how many of us know Snoop Doggy Dog? You shouldn't know him, many of you, but if you do. But if you do, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Okay, Snoop Doggy Dog is now born again. You see? Uh -huh. See how excited you are? Because a big man has accepted God. It should be the same excitement when someone from Guagua Karimu accepts God. Are you getting it now? But to you now, somebody big, so you're boasting. Do you know that even my God, my God, do you know that this person goes to my church? It's because you don't know the largeness of your God. He needs nothing to commend him. It's like saying somebody, say hallelujah, Atlantic Ocean has increased. Say what? He said, Tim, pour the bucket of water into the ocean. He says, so Atlantic Ocean is improving. Do you get what I'm saying? God is big. And that's what faith does. Faith opens your eyes to see the greatness of God. And all by himself. So he says we walk by what? Faith, not by sight. I'm praying for myself also that we wouldn't add sight. I remember those days, you know, when we're looking for money to buy the land. And, you know, just, you know how the human being is. Okay? So sometimes we want to give the update because we never did a fundraising. We want to give the update on the building and just encourage people to bring money. And then you come to church. You look at the people who came to church say, should I do this? Should I waste church time and be announcing that we need 30 million? When these people themselves need 3,000 naira? You understand all those things? I mean, it's because we don't know God. Because in the wisdom of God, I've heard of people that, you know, someone was passing by, heard they needed money, not even a church member. Maybe I'll tell you this story. How many of us, are, I, I may have told, said it in church, a woman, you know, and her family, you know, I think maybe a widow, one of that, they didn't have food to eat. So this woman got up and prayed, okay, and prayed, and I think either she sent a request or something to the radio station. I don't know how it happened. But an atheist packed food, packed milk, went shopping, you know, a lot of groceries. And came to the woman's door. The woman had prayed and was believing God with her family for a miracle. And came to the woman's door and knocked. And the woman opened and saw that the woman brought. And the woman went, hallelujah, my God is faithful. So the atheist said, please keep quiet. That's why I came. I just came to tell you that your God will not answer you. I don't believe there is God. I brought you this thing. Take this food and go. You, the woman said, brother, wait. My God sends devils to run errands for him. Go in peace. Are you seeing? You see? It's, <laughs> that's how big he is. You don't believe it, but you yet do his will. You yet do his will. He's a big God. You think you're coming? No, you're just answering. They said, who do we use to answer this prayer? Who will be the most ridiculous and entertaining? They said, okay, you're a face. Go. You don't believe me, but you go on an errand for me. That's how big our God. And our faith just takes God's word and just lives by it. Lives by it. And living by it is with the consciousness that I don't even have to say it. Do you know what you want to see? If I tell you something, okay? If I tell you something, um, Luma, I come and tell you something that, ah, there's this thing I have and there's this and this, 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 this. 
If you insist on sinning, it could be two things. One could be excitement, and one could be it's too good to be true. But there are some things I'll tell you I, I, I have, okay? You know what you do? You start acting based on it without seeing it, isn't it? And every step you're taking is just based on it. You've not bothered to see it. You know what? You believe me enough that if I told you it's there, you can act on it. That's what faith is. Faith takes God at his word and then adjusts his living to it. So when they say to Abraham, this land is yours, but, I mean, <laughs> it's for your descendant. There's still no child. He said, okay, what can I do? say you live in tents. He didn't build house. And why was he living in tents? So that any time they say move, he will move. But today we see that that same land is Abraham's land, isn't it? And his descendants. Because God is what? Faithful. God is big. Faith understands the way things work. Faith understands God has time. Faith understands God's wisdom is past finding out. That's what faith is. Okay? So we have added a little bit of impatience to faith. That scripture that says now faith is does not mean it's not a noun. It's a noun of statement, description. But they say, no, nah, no, nah, if you don't get it now, it's not faith. It's not true. The same passage, Hebrews 11, told us that many died without even holding the promise. But they had the report that there were people of faith. Who is teaching us these things? Who is teaching us these things? The Bible is clear. And then when you go and read that account, it's not everybody that's possessed. Some of them released. Faith is not about possession only. The common factor of faith in that passage and everywhere you see faith is obedience. So when you see somebody that obeys God, he's a person of faith. When you see somebody that disobeys God, no matter what he's possessing, he might just be a PDP and APC member. It's not faith. Praise the Lord. What the common factor of faith gives every one of us is pleasure before God. Say, without faith, it is what? Impossible to be a rich man. Is that what he said? Without faith, it's impossible to walk in health. Is that what he said? Without faith, it's impossible to have great fellowship. Is that what he said? No. He said, without faith, is what? Impossible to please God. Which means all the other ones are possibilities without faith. But to please God, to hear that well done, that good and faithful servant, you can't get it without faith. That's what he's saying. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. So tonight the Lord is calling us. He's calling us to be a people of faith. And like we said on Sunday, Abraham didn't have the Bible. He just had one word. He heard a voice and he followed it. And he continued following it. And up to today, this is where we are claiming to be children of Abraham. I pray that if Jesus starts, generations will follow you. Your example will encourage many. In the name of Jesus. This is what he wants. This is what he wants. He wants people to come into a relationship with him. He wants people to come into that intercourse with him. The Bible says, John 20, 29. It says, blessed are they who having not seen. This is after he responded to um, Thomas's doubt. He said, blessed are those who having not seen have what? Believe. That's who he's looking for. That's who he's looking for. You've not seen it, but you believe. He just speaks it. His word is enough for you. Just say the word. That's what the centurion brought to us. He said, just speak the word. He said, I am also a man under authority. When I speak to my servants, I don't follow them to see whether they carry it. They know better. You also speak the word and I know that sickness, this, this will go. Jesus spoke the word and it happened. Praise the Lord. The man had faith. So for you and I, we're learning. And then on Sunday, we can look at that again. Uh, the accounting look for where the Bible says in um, 36. The people said, what a word this is. For with authority and power, he commands, Luke 4, 36, the unclean spirits, and they come out. 
And we started saying, we must come to believe God to the point where anything that is contrary to his word is what surprises us. Not when his word comes to pass. But with the parameters we are learning now, we give time. Because in this account, the Bible said, when Jesus spoke to the man that was possessed, he said the devil shook him, isn't it? And threw him on the ground. He hadn't come out then. But at the end of the day, what happened? It came out. So at the end of the day, the word of God will come to fulfillment. So there will be seasons where it will look as if it's not working. But then, if it's not like that, why will it be faith? If it's always instantaneous, then why will it be faith? If the children of Israel got to the Red Sea and without anything crossed, how will we know that they didn't believe God? If the sea saw their shadow and, and parted, now we'll be hailing them. We'll know that there were a bunch of you know, people who didn't believe God. So these things happen to prove our faith so that we can manifest and show our faith. Praise the Lord, somebody. Praise the Lord, somebody. So tonight we want to, I, I don't know, there are a few instances in the Bible, but I think we may not need all of that. Let me touch on this angle and then we'll pray. I also think that part of the problem that we have in having this kind of faith, this spirit of faith, you know, is because of our nature. Now God says, let there be light. And the Bible says there is what? There was light, there is light. Okay? And God says, um, let the sea be filled with multitude of living creatures and all of that. And it's like that. Now, have you had a friend tell you, I will give you 50,000 tomorrow. And then you got to make a commitment of 5,000 only. There is 45 extra. And because the person tomorrow disappoints, you also disappoint. Hmm? What I'm saying is this. Have people told you something or many things that they didn't do. When, when, when a tailor tells you next week, make their week month with prayer. You see, because of that thing that happens to us men, when God also speaks, because that is how we are, we also want to give him allowance. He might not really mean it. But he made a statement, speaking in numbers through, the, um, through Balaam. He said, God is not a man. That he should what? Uh, Numbers 23, please. 19. God is not a man. God is not a man. If God doesn't want to do something, he won't tell you. God is not a man. He's not like me. He's not like you. We ought to change and be more like him. But it's not a man that he should lie. Neither is it the son of man that he should say this and then say, "Um, I didn't know that it would be like this. So he's not the son of man that he should do what? He should repent. Say, has he said it? And will it? God's word is true. God's word will come to pass. His promises will, must come to fulfillment. That's who God is. And so because of that, the Bible is adjoining us believers. He's telling us, please let your yes be yes. Because what you find out is now this. That as you get more like God in your words, can I tell you something? Automatically you get to believe God more. You see, there's a lot of acting in church Anybody that is not living right before God cannot have faith. How can you imagine that you're sleeping around and then you call power, the power, power of God that says you shouldn't sleep around? The first thing that power should do is kill you now. Anybody that is sleeping around and bringing power, it's not the power of God is bringing. It's demonic power. It should be simple to know this now. It doesn't add up. Anybody who really has faith must purify his life. You can't be stealing and doing all kinds of things. Either he's just taking it as a joke and think you're playing along. It doesn't work like that. Praise God. 
So the man himself must begin to have an attitude of, let, let my words be my word. He says, I'm going to give an account of every idle word, not the serious one. That's why you have to even check your jokes and your recreation. Praise God. That's why, you know, for some time now, I'm careful even with the entertainment. You know, comedians these days, they've just chosen scriptural things to make a jest of. The Zebudah and the people we had those days, they, were, they had jokes without coming to church. Every comedian now must take something from the... And I don't, I, don't, I'm not a, I don't want my eyes to answer for what my hands didn't do. So I will not watch. I will not listen. Can't find something to joke about. I can't tell us stories about tortoise. Eh? That the tortoise say that I'm, I'm you, all of you. I mean, I mean, just find some other form of entertainment. It must not be with the scriptures. Somebody cannot joke with the name of Jesus. And then when a demon comes, he expects to use the name of Jesus to drive a demon. Do demons joke? How will you transit from, okay, I'm no longer joking, I'm serious. This, this, this particular Jesus I want to invoke now is the serious one. It's not a joke. It doesn't work like that. Praise the Lord. Matthew 12, 36, 37. It says you have to check the words you speak. You're going to give an account of it. You're going to give an account of it. Why is that so? So that we can learn to take God himself seriously with his word. Seriously. When God's word says something, take it seriously. And as I try to round a very important part of this that we're learning, the word of God cannot be broken. The Bible says, we began by saying, faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by what? Now, the challenge we've had is that people take faith by liking some of the word. Are you with me? You like some of the word. You like some passages. But God said all of them. Tell your neighbor, God said all of them. Oh yes, all of it is the word. So faith includes all the word. So there are some times, like we said, there is instantaneous miracle. But there are some times, it says you have need of patience. You have need of patience. That after you have what? After you have done the will of God, you may obtain the promise. So you finish doing the will. God, what remains for me to do? No answer. God, I'm calling you. What remains for me to do? No answer. One year passes. You're wondering what is going on. Two years. Three years, four years, five years, ten years. What is it that remains? They just leave you. Because didn't the Bible say the fruit of the Spirit is patience? Why should they surprise you that they're asking patience of you? Eh? Is it not in the plan? Everything you go through, bring the Bible, check whether it's there. It said those who believe in me shall suffer persecution. When you're suffering, you should check, is it in the plan? Is it in the plan? If it's not in the plan, reject it. But if it's in the plan, receive grace. Faith takes every word of God because the scriptures cannot be altered. Let's look at that translation. I think it's in, it's in, um, in John 10, 35. Give me NLT. It says it cannot be altered. We can't, we can't pick some of this and take the other one. And you know that the scriptures cannot be what? It can't be altered. It can't be altered. Someone will tell you that uh, if you become a Christian, you'll never be poor. Where is that in the Bible? Wasn't Paul saying, I've learned in every state. So Paul wasn't a Christian. Oh, not here? To abound and to abase. He said, I went without food, not fasting. I couldn't find food to eat. It cannot be altered. The scripture. So there might be seasons as a believer in the center of God's view. You'll be without food. It's part of, you look in the, in the manner of faith. It's there. You accept it. He said, can't be sick. Who said that? Didn't they tell Timothy, this is your frequent illness, is disturbing our work. Start taking, uh, I don't know what they asked him to take, so I won't say. Before somebody will go and say, it's pastor that's there. 
Praise the Lord. So the, the, the whole thing is there. The whole thing is there. The word of God is there. It's there. It cannot be altered. All of it is there. Whatever situation. But there are things that we keep saying here are not negotiable. His presence, his approval. The kingdom of God is righteousness. You will never have cause to be unrighteous. It will never be part of the plan. Righteousness, peace. What is that peace? It said be anxious for what? But in everything by prayer and supplications, make your request. And what will happen? Did they say they will bring you out? They say peace. Yeah, and ask yourself. In the prison, they didn't bring him out. They gave him peace. As houseboy in Potiphar's house, they didn't send him back to Israel. They gave him peace. And he had peace until the lifting came. Praise the Lord, somebody. Let's bow our heads as we go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, give me the spirit of faith. Give me the spirit of faith. Give me the spirit of faith. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Make me a person who you can call your friend. Let me be one that trusts in you. Abraham, you called a friend. Lord, please, I want to be your friend. Give me a believing heart. Give me a trusting heart. Give me a heart that embraces your truth, all of your words. Lord, I'm bringing my life to you today. I want to be a vessel in your hands. One that you walk through. And one that brings your truth to generations after. The Bible took time to record about men lived, died thousands of years ago. Because they had faith. Lord, I'm living today. Give me the spirit of faith. Give me the spirit of faith. Let my wife know. Let my husband know. Let my neighbors know. Let everybody around me know. That I'm a child of God. And that I'm living by faith. Let my world know. That I'm a believer. Lord, I come to you. I come to you. I've seen signs. I've seen wonders. But I'm not leaning on them. I want to look to your faithfulness. I want to look to your reliability. I want to look to your holiness. I want to look to your excellence. You're not a man. You are God. And my worship I bring to you. That you would even come to speak to me. Is great honor unimagined. But above and beyond that, let me believe in you from my heart. Tonight, I want you to go back to what God has said to you. The promises of God, the counsel of God. Some of us are struggling in one area. Maybe even it's in weakness. You have failed over and over. But you can hear inside of your spirit where God has said to you, I will use you. I will make of you so and so. It doesn't look like it. But tonight, by the spirit of faith,
for some your circumstance does not look like anything like your promise at all at all but there is the word of God coming to you and our Lord Jesus Christ says if you call them gods when the word of God comes to you it oversteps it cancels everything that is saying no not who can resist the word of the Lord daughter of Zion the word is coming to you it may look like the world has rejected you but the Lord your God is saying you're my beloved the Lord your God is saying you're my chosen vessel young man God gave you a word many years ago and you even have given up because if you were you you wouldn't choose you but the word of God is saying can you come with a little faith can you give God some some credit that he's able to accomplish every word of his to bring to fulfillment every promise of his people of God I know the things that God has spoken to me concerning his church and many times it might look like it cannot be but I thank God that these were unsolicited it was him speaking Abraham did not choose God Jesus said you did not choose me I chose you and I appointed you and I ordained you to accomplish this you've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church we are sure you've been blessed we invite you to worship with us at Eden Center Banex Kwarimpa Expressway near Next Kashinkari Abuja for telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158-404 you can find us online at www that the Father's Church Online.org. God bless you.